From deep in the heart of Texas, it's time to chain fires from freedom with another episode of the Clover Tack Podcast. Listen in as we have a conversation with people from the firearm industry and community. Are you ready for the show? We are too. Let's go. What's up, crew? Welcome to another Clover Tack Podcast. It is November the 9th, twenty. 20- 22 uh, this podcast is powered by trailblazer firearms and instead of saying more about those a little later on we're gonna have a whole lot more about trailblazer later on because we got ron from trailblazer patiently waiting uh, down there in the green room gonna bring him in in a second uh he is sort of new to the company so we'll get to know all about ron and then we'll talk about i'm sure there's going to be questions about the uh the pivot uh maybe questions about some of the upgrades other things for that lifeguard and we'll of course talk about all that if you are joining us in replay uh well welcome and we hope you enjoy the show remember that you can participate in replay wherever you're watching or listening usually down in the comment below as folks file in live that is the way to uh, participate here so if you're out there live throw those questions out there in the chat questions topics things uh related to trailblazer firearms maybe something you want to know throw them out there we'll uh flag those we'll get those asked be patient i don't want to disrupt the flow of the conversation for you know an off topic let's say question but we do want that engagement regardless uh real quickly i uh, need to uh announce a couple of things first is the ghost and clover stickers uh i've got to get a link out here and let me do that right quick and if you are listening http www.clovertack.com shot 2023 and i think that's uh, gonna work if that doesn't work out there i ask my mods uh, if you're out there and you're a mod to drop that link out there. Uh, but yeah, it should be clovertack.com slash shot 2023. That's the ghost and clover stickers uh, for every sticker you purchase. Uh, you will get an entry into an awesome sweepstakes. Go check that out for all the details. Amazing prize package worth $1,600 plus all types of cool gear. So definitely go check that out. Uh, if you pick up five stickers, going to give you an extra entry and you do not have to do all five stickers at once keep that in mind so as long as your stickers for sale you can buy three uh, this week maybe you buy two next week vice versa whatever it might be uh, as long as they're left if your total once this uh, promotion thing is over then uh, we'll figure it out and get you those extra entries. So definitely check those out. Thanks as always to the Patreon patrons, the YouTube channel members, those that super chat, those that super thanks, those that shop clovertech.com slash shop. We uh, always appreciate that. Uh, What are we missing? Oh, and uh, yeah, proud to be a member of the Firearms Radio Network. Uh, A whole lot of cool podcasts over there that you should go check out at firearmsradio.com net good lord i think that's it that was a long spiel so with that let's get raw into the house what's happening Ron? how are you doing i am well it's good to uh have you on we've had uh we've had spencer on before i can't remember if we've had aaron on before but i've had many many a conversation with uh with those guys you are the new kid on the block though when it comes to uh trailblazer firearms so um want to give you a minute here and uh if you're okay with it let's dive into why and i'm gonna let you riff on it however you want to let's dive into a little bit of your background 
Uh, let's dive into what position that you currently play with Trailblazer Firearms. Uh, duties, you know, job duties, whatever that might be. Uh, and then, um, yeah, let's do that. And then uh, I'm going to kind of end that or maybe cap it off with, uh, you know, or mix it however you want to, I guess. But I will do want to talk about, you know, why you uh, decided to, to go on board. I'm sure it was, I'm sure it was the boatloads of money they offered you. I'm sure that's the, that's the uh, behind the scenes answer, but the politically correct answer anyway, as to why you joined the team over there. So I'm going to give you the floor for just a little bit and uh, let you talk about Ron. Absolutely. Thanks so much. So I've been a lifelong enthusiast in the firearms industry and then started working professionally in the firearms industry um, about a little over almost 16 years ago. And it was when I was in college and started working at a gun shop. Um, just start, you know, was a regular enough customer there that the owner offered me a job and said, Hey, if you're going to be in here as regularly as you are, you know, you might as well get paid for it and throw on a polo and we'll put you behind the counter. So at the time I had relatively, you know, very little knowledge in the firearms industry and how it worked from a business and marketing aspect, but that's what I was going to school for. So I, uh, I was able to take a really unique approach to it. And I was also able to, uh, you know, learn from some of the best people that were out there. We were, we were constantly surrounded by, um, some of the finest folks in the industry because right across the street from our gun shop was one of the largest distributors that are out there in the country, which is a, a company called RSR group. Okay. And so, nice. um, so when I worked at that shop for three years, I got to know the entire executive team at RSR group and said, Hey, as soon as I graduate from college, I'd love to come work for you guys. And sure enough, that's what happened. So I, I graduated and, um, nice. went to go work there for, uh, you know, almost three years and then went to go work for another distributor, um, which is a company called Chattanooga shooting supplies. And they also have Natchez shooting supplies, which a lot of people buy their optics or ammo or reloading from and, Oh, yeah. um, they're, they're a great company. And then from there, um, you know, I've been around the industry working for several manufacturers in, in different capacities. Um, but when I was a buyer at Chattanooga, the press release came out for the lifeguard pistol. And I was the first person to call up Aaron Boyd, who's the founder of our company. And I said, hey, I'd like to buy these. And uh, that's where my friendship and personal relationship with him, that's where that all sparked from was that initial phone call. And he was sitting, you know, he, it was a single employee company at the time. So he was sitting in his living room when I called him up and, um, he just happened to be, you know, he had met his wife in Chattanooga, which is where I was living and working at the time. So we had a lot to connect on. And, um, over the years, him and I just always stayed friends and I helped him out however I could throughout the industry. And then this past year, um, there was an opportunity for me to come on as the president of the company. And so that's where I am now at, uh, at Trailblazer as the president of the company and uh, could not be more happy to be there. And I'm really excited for all of the new products that we have coming out and for all the products that we've already released. Um, that's going to, you know, really take this company to the next level. Now, did I miss when you said when you're talking about uh, you know, graduating college, what did you what did you go for? Yeah, uh, business marketing. Oh, okay. Okay. So that, uh, yeah, that was certainly helpful. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, with RSR being across the street, um, you know, one of the things that was really fortunate for me working at that gun shop, unlike a lot of traditional gun shops, is we had executives from every major gun company coming through that shop. Oh, I'm because sure. whenever, yeah. whenever they'd bring the buyers from RSR, you know, we were the closest range. So whenever they would need to, 
try out new guns or look at new guns or test function, um, they would come into our range to do that. So we got exposed to some of the best people in the industry, the top names in the industry, just as a college kid, which was incredible. And that just kind of set the tone where interacting with those kind of folks, that was just normal for me. So it, it was a really incredible opportunity at the time. Right. You were probably one of the most popular guys in your clique, I would imagine. With uh, Oh, for sure. You know how it is. Uh, just everybody thinks, oh, you work in the industry. Can I get, can I get a discount? Can I get ammo? Can I get this, that, you know, lessons, anything like that? Well, it's not so. that, but they, you know, they always want to know, uh, you know, I don't know. They always ask, like, they want you to spill the beans or spill the secrets or, or something. You know what I mean? Right. Like, hey, let's, you know. Uh, what about this? Uh, you know, is this company actually building these for this company? Or, you know, there's always some kind of, uh, it's, it's usually NDA stuff. Like, you know, you we can't talk about that, but you know, they think because you know, somebody like you can talk about that. It's like, eh, it don't work that way. <laughs> and one thing that's been neat is, you know, I'm sure you're like me in the sense that you, you know, there are people that want to know the insider information, but they're also folks that, you know, they want, you know, discounts or free guns or anything like that. And I tell everyone, it's like, I will always be willing to give you my time to help you guide you in buying a new gun. I'll help you guide you in terms of decisions for, um, whether you need certain equipment, gear, anything like that. I'll help, you know, try to save you money there by not, you know, how it is. We all have buckets full of holsters that we've never used because we wanted to try it out. So it's like, well, if I can give you a little bit of guidance there or give you a lesson and teach you how to shoot or teach you gun safety, that's something mm -hmm. we love trying to do as an industry. You know, we, we all have to be ambassadors for safety and responsible gun ownership out there. No, I, yeah, I totally agree. I, I think the, you know, the community, you've got the industry aspect and then the, the, if it wasn't for the community, I mean, I think people in the community make up the industry is kind of how that works. Um, but yeah, the firearm community in general, whether you're talking about hunters, where you're talking about competitive, you know, whatever it might be, the uh, uh, personal defense trainers, you know, whatever niche or, or genre you're talking about in the community. Uh, yeah, the people are always more than willing to, to help each other out. Uh, I can't tell you the number of times I've seen, you know, at competitions, you know, somebody's firearm fail and you know somebody step up and you know they've got a two three thousand five thousand dollar whatever it is right and they're going here use mine right it's like in what in what world and i'm sure that probably happens in the car world i'm sure there's race car drivers and, and crews that share parts and it'll help each other out i'm sure it happens right it's all part of a community but you know it's just it's that awesome aspect that's what's great about it being a community i think yeah, it's a small industry, as I'm sure you know. Every, there's not a whole lot of people that leave our industry, and there's not a whole lot of new people that really come in um, out of nowhere. And so it's uh, one of those things where I've figured out over the, you know, I've been doing this for about 16 years now professionally, and I figured out that the great people will always be around, and, and they continue to rise to the top. And then there's uh, a lot of individuals, if they're not so great, they get weeded out of this industry really quickly. So it's it's amazing that we are so fortunate to work in an industry with like-minded individuals that are so kind hearted and, uh, and, and they're just incredible people to work with. Right. Now you, you talked about your, you know, the capacity with, uh, you know, some of those distributors and stuff. What's, what's different about the role you're playing now with trailblazer compared to the roles that you played with those companies in the past? 
Yeah. So my, um, when I was, I spent a big chunk of my career as a buyer in distribution. And one thing that's unique about being a buyer in distribution is short of actually doing the picking and packing in the warehouse and short of actually doing the physical calls to dealers, um, buyers get the opportunity to have their hands in almost every single aspect of the business, anything from receiving issues to accounting issues. Um, they're very heavily involved on the marketing side of things, obviously, and all of the purchasing and procurement side of things. Um, and then for the entire company, you, you're really controlling the forecasting and the planning, um, for your, you know, like for your annual operating plan, all of that goes into all the decisions you're making. So you're controlling the margins of the company. It's, it's a pretty intense job from a business aspect. So there's a lot of actually carry through from that form or from that function in a business over to what I'm doing right now. But after I'd left distribution, I um, was fortunate to work for a company called Vertex that does low profile bags, clothing, different gear. Um, so I, I was able to help run the, you know, one of the sales divisions there. And then I also worked for a big uh, consulting firm and private equity firm here in Bozeman, Montana that did all different types of business functions um, with helping out smaller companies in the industry to grow. And one of the larger companies that we were involved with there is a company called Polymer 80. And I was able to be the uh, chief revenue officer over there, which was a great opportunity. So all of those positions together were able to help groom me to what I'm doing now. So there's not a whole lot that I'm doing right now in our function that I have not done before. It's just a matter of putting all, a lot of little pieces together from my past career into my current function. Yeah, it sounds like you. It sounds like you're doing the same things. You're just doing it all at once now. This was kind of exactly. what it sounds like. <laughs> exactly. So, so yeah, that's uh that's pretty awesome. We've got um, a question out there, uh, I think. So uh, let's throw this up. Let's not get too behind on those. But uh, G Web's uh, saying the lifeguard is one of uh, his favorite new designs for a long time. This is uh, what has the reception been like. Uh, for new gun owners that come into the community, that's a great question. There's been a, a massive influx of, of obviously of new firearm owners. I'm sure you've seen that. Um, what um, are you guys making an active attempt to court those new firearm owners that are coming in any way, and to tag just to tag that on to GUB's question, and then you know what is some of the feedback you're seeing with new firearm owners and the lifeguards? It being so unique. So there, there's a lot to answer there and um, just cut me off if I get a little long winded in any of this, but I'm um, giving it to you. We got, we got 45 yeah. minutes at least yeah. left. So just, just run with it. You're good. So the, um, <laughs> the reception has been fantastic. Um, one of the biggest things is that when people actually handle the guns, they are really happy with it. They, one of the first comments we always get back when people handle the life card is, wow, these are really well made. And also we yep. get the same feedback for the pivot, um, but the pivot's extremely new and, and it's been very limited on who has seen that actual gun and especially who's handled that actual gun so far. Um, but on the life card, everybody that sees it is saying, hey, you know, that these are extremely well made and uh, whether it's a uh, male shooter or female shooter, but the, the biggest growth we've had in our industry has been with female shooters. Um, a lot of them say, wow, this is really safe and it's really easy for me to carry this in my purse um, or in a pocket for guys or for girls. You know, a lot of jean pockets for girls just have really shallow um, pocket uh, pockets in them. So this, this is a gun that can fit anywhere. Um, so for that, we've had a really great reception. Everyone says, wow, I can really carry this conveniently no matter what. Um, we've also had a lot of people 
say, hey, you know, this is not the gun that I would want to take into a gunfight, to which we reply, yeah, for sure. You know, I, I carry a, a Glock 19 as my daily or a SIG 365, and those are guns that I would much rather have in a gunfight rather than a life card. However, um, as you know, the gun that's on you is is infinitely more effective than the gun that's in your glove box or on your nightstand back at home. So right. we always say with the life card that this is the last gun that you'll ever leave behind. And it's so convenient to carry. So for that, people have re received it really well. They're, you know, in full transparency, there are people that say, hey, you know, that th this is a single shot 22. Why would I want this as my carry gun? And we, we will never say, hey, this is over other options, your primary carry gun. But if it's the only gun that you can carry, or if it's the only gun you can consistently carry and conveniently carry, then that's more likely what you're going to have on you rather than, you know, a pair of fists or hopes and dreams, you know, so it'll be more effective than those. And um, so with all of that, once we talk to people and kind of explain the true positioning of what this is, then everybody loves it. And, uh, and they're extremely well made. So that's been a big help for us. Yeah, I mean, I would, uh, yeah, definitely second the the well made. I mean, the construction, the quality, the materials, the, I mean, you, you just don't, you will not find a better put together. And if that's a, a, the right turn of phrase, you know, firearm. Um, and that's one thing that, you know, whether it's Aaron, Spencer, you, uh, that Trailblazers never shied away from saying that, hey, this ain't everybody's cup of tea, right? Right. Um, what I like about it is it's just fun. I mean, who doesn't want a credit card size 22? Nothing else just to play around with. I mean, seriously, um, you could put shot shells in it potentially and, you know, increase the effectiveness with maybe rodents or, you know, something of that nature. I mean, you could find a lot of different uses. Um, I will say this with my life card. I, and I'm still not a big fan of carrying things in my pocket aside from right. like the cell phone right? We'll go in a pocket. Um, and a lot of the pants I wear have a pocket specifically for a phone. Um, so I don't like a lot of keys in my pocket. I've been very minimalist with that. If I get a pocket full of change historically, I mean, who carries change around nowadays, but you know, I don't like it. Uh, if you're talking about a big pocket knife, any of that weight in my pocket drives me insane. I don't like it. And I was telling Spencer this a while back. Um, had the life card was was playing around with it i went out uh, to the range i shot some video this that and the other got done and you know i have i've got a little kydex holster with it um but for whatever reason i just threw it in my pocket like i was out on the range. you got to realize my range is 50 yards that way or something right um and so it's like okay time to you know go back to the house whatever uh and i was just gathering up stuff and i just stuffed it in my pocket I carried it around the rest of the day and didn't even realize until that night that it was in my pocket. I went to take my pants off and I'm like, oh, there's a, oh crap. It's in. And I'm like, this is amazing. Like there's no other firearm that that's ever been a, a thing or even really a pocket knife. So that, that's crazy that the, and I think it has to do because it's sure it's lightweight, but I think the design and the slim profile and the smooth edges and everything else on it, I think contribute to that comfort factor if you're going to pocket carry. Absolutely. Yeah. And and it's, you know, a big thing for me is uh, on a lot of these pants now, they'll have pockets that are around the waistband. 
that keep everything nice and close to you. So you really don't feel that, you know, slapping against your thighs or that weight that's lower right. than actually at your waistband. And um, for this gun, particularly in almost all my pants that I wear, they have a change pocket in them. I mean, even if you were to look at pants from cool, you know, that are not truly jeans, they still have a change pocket um, mm -hmm. that's right there on your right side pocket. And these guns for the mo for the most part, they'll fit right inside of that change pocket. No problem. And because of the form factor of it, even if it's sticking out uh, a quarter inch or so uh, around the top, your shirt generally will blossom over that. And even if somebody were to see it, most people will never even realize what that is. It looks like, um, mm -hmm. you know, like a wallet inside of your pocket. And, and that puts it really close against your waistband. It puts it really close against your body. You, you don't even realize it's there. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's, that's kind of what you need. You know, you want your gun to be so convenient that it's right there out of sight, out of mind until you need yeah. it. And then you want your training for it. Well, even if you utilize the holster option, um, you know, it, you know, even if you're, somebody's right up on it, looking at it, I mean, you think cell phone, you think right. maybe some type of weird multi-tool, you don't think firearm. I mean, nope. it's it's thin, it's got a square form or a rectangular form factor. You, you're just not thinking firearm, which is, it's, it's crazy. Um, speaking of those holsters, uh, since we're on the life card, we kind of started with the life card instead of the pivot, but we will get to the pivot. And if you have questions out there, then... Uh, keep throwing those out there in the chat. We'll flag them. We'll ask them. But with accessories, uh, let's talk a little bit about that. I know that there are have been a couple of new accessories that have uh, that have come out, and uh, then of course we got holster options and other things. So talk about those for just a little bit. Uh, maybe there's some folks out there that have a life card and haven't thought about uh, some potential upgrades or accessories. Sure. So uh, for accessories for the life card, um, you can find all of these accessories uh, through any of our dealers or distributors, but also you can see them specifically on our website at trailblazerfirearms.com. And some of the most popular accessories for a life card would be um, we have conversion barrels. So if you have a 22 mag or 22 long rifle life card, it's really easy to swap out um, your barrel. If you have a 22 mag, you can always go down to 22 long rifle and no matter what uh, barrel you have, whether it's 22 long rifle or 22 mag, we now have our threaded barrel that's available for life cards, which makes it um, for production guns, the smallest and lightest suppressor host in the industry for production guns. And then for um, holsters, we also have a leather sleeve that looks kind of just like a vertical wallet, like a simple uh, single slot vertical wallet that a life card fits inside perfectly. Um, and also it can be used as a wallet if you want it for that. It's, it's fantastic. Um, all made in the U.S. Um, all of our products are made in the U.S. and the guns are specifically made in uh, Asheville, North Carolina, um, in the Asheville, North Carolina area for any parts that we outsource um, all, all within that Western North Carolina area um, is where all those guns are manufactured. And then we also have a Kydex holster um, that is done with CNG holsters. And that's a Kydex holster with a belt clip that's ambidextrous. It can be worn inside the waistband or outside the waistband. And um, and it takes just takes a single life card that slips inside with a adjustable retention on it. Yeah, that, um, that freaked me out when I first got it. Um, the The holster... Because I, I typically want to wear outside the waistband. And right hand draw outside the waistband, it was like I, I put it in there and I kind of 
okay, it goes in this way, right? What I found about that holster is it doesn't matter which way the lifeguard, because of the way the lifeguard is designed, right? It's it's right. symmetrical, I guess is the word. And that's what makes the holster ambidextrous is the, it's symmetrical. So it really doesn't matter which way you turn the firearm. And so I thought, wow, you know, that's kind of cool. I don't know if that was, that had to have been an afterthought. There's no way, no way that the guys had enough foresight to, to know that going in, right? Well, you should know that um, Aaron Voigt, who's our designer for the Pivot and the Lifeguard founder of the company, he is left-handed. So everything, but we realize that over 90% of our market is going to be a right-handed ah, shooter. Okay. So everything that is done is done, you know, from the mind of a lefty. But, yeah. you know, it. I mean, it's it's all ambidextrous, but um, obviously we know the majority of the market's right-handed, but it's all obviously left-handed friendly because of who's designing it. Right, right. Um, let's get G webs. has got us another one out here. He said, uh, everything's made there in North Carolina, right? Yes, it is. Uh, he said, how is North Carolina for, uh, for manufacturing? So yeah, uh, that's a pretty good question. I know some States are less friendly than others. So you guys run into any issues uh, in that realm there in North Carolina? We have not yet, but you, you know how it is. I mean, we just, uh, had the, uh, elections here and, it's a constantly evolving dynamic right. spot, you know, and, and especially in any of these um, areas, you know, at one point you would have said that, Hey, there's no way Colorado would ever not be gun friendly. You know, if you were to look uh, at it true. 20 yeah. years ago. And um, so we are going to uh, support North Carolina and, and the North Carolina community as long as we possibly can. Um, and, and we hope that the North Carolina uh, community supports us with uh, voting, you know, in ways that are friendly to us and our, our industry um, for sure. And there was another question that I saw about um, the price point of the, of the lifeguard. And I will say we, there is a brand new, um, you know, for our LC one P which is the polymer handled 22 long rifle um, that gun, you can see, you can find them out there as low as 269 is what we um, call map. So minimum advertised pricing, which is generally a street price that you'll find, a lot of guns out there for that starts at 269 so when we first came out with these guns a lot of people saw them at a 499 price point or a 399 price point and right and a lot of feedback was wow you know i really want this but and and we get it it's really well made but it's a single shot 22 you know can you guys compete in that 300 price point so we were able to get a little bit more efficient with our manufacturing and figure out some different materials to use and so now we have a fair amount of um, options that are available at sub $300, including um, the new LC1P threaded barrel, which is a sub $300 um, suppressor host, which makes it one of the least expensive suppressor hosts that are out there. And uh, mm -hmm. so that's, that's one thing that we did address is the pricing. And so now you'll, you'll find quite a few options out there at sub $300. Yeah, it gets, it gets tough. I mean, when you're, when you're talking about a small company, um, Made in the United States. A lot of people don't realize the sheer amount of regulation. And that was, you know, I think part of what prompted G webs to ask that question that he did about, you know, there in North Carolina is, you know, folks don't realize the regulation. They don't realize the, the cost of machining and material. If you're using quality stuff, there's a lot of companies that don't, there's a lot of companies that skirt stuff. Uh, Trailblazer is not one of those companies. <laughs> 
it, it's one of our pillars as a company is we do want, you know, I mean, we have to keep everything, not just here in the US, but we, you know, ideally we want to support our community. That was a big reason for the founding of the company was to make sure that we could support our community and be um, a positive economic impact on the community and provide good jobs in the community. So um, that's a big thing for us. You're right. You know, when I was working at Vertex, the the parent company there, they uh, basically they have every major U.S. uniform contract that exists, every branch of the military, um, MLB umpire uniforms, the Postal wow. Service. I mean, if it exists, they, they have that major contract. And basically what they found is, you know, there's not a whole lot of support for American manufacturing, especially on you know, for a lot of things when it comes to materials or manufacturing costs, it's hard. And a lot of people look at some of these American brands um, that are so-called American brands in the firearm space and think they're 100% American made. But um, believe it or not, a ton of these companies actually use a lot of imported parts. So um, it can be it can be pretty difficult sometimes. It's uh, kind of like assembled. A lot of companies are assembled in the U.S. more or less, right? And so machining exactly. doesn't happen here in the, in the parts making. Yeah. A um, couple of, of things real quick. Uh, Ron Wayne says, I need to pick up a lifeguard. He says, uh, awesome design. Yeah, you do, Ron. I, I would agree you do. Uh, and then we had another one that was uh, similar down here somewhere looking for it. Ah, there we go. Uh, Ben out there says I like the lifeguard wanted to pick up one in 22 mag so this is a good opportunity I lied to you I said wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna shield for lifeguard on this since we had Ron on talking about him but I'm going to because we got Ron and Ben out there uh, talking about picking one up if you go to Trailblazer Firearms and you do decide you want to pull the proverbial trigger on the lifeguard I think I think can save 10% with code CloverTech. If uh, if Spencer hasn't stopped that, he may have gotten mad at me and stopped that. But I don't think so. I think it'll still work. So uh, definitely uh, definitely give that a try. Um, let's see, what do we got? I wanted to ask or talk about, I definitely want to move to pivot uh, and pivot to the pivot, if you will. But before we get off of the lifeguard, so if somebody was was said hey this fits my bill be be it wardrobe daily routine whatever goes on like this seems like a really good thing but they've got concerns with the short barrel with you know accuracy issues everybody says you know with self-defense shot placement shot placement you hear that a lot um with regular training regular practice with the lifeguard um how difficult in that three to seven yard range, something like yeah. that, how difficult are rounds to actually get on a silhouette consistently? So when we talk about a, um, a uh, reduced Ipsic size steel plate, right? Uh -huh. So you have your, your reduced size Ipsic steel plate. When we talk about shooting that without very much practice, um, you can consistently place rounds on that as, as a competition. You can, consistently put rounds on one of those reduced size Ipsic targets at 25 yards with just point shooting. You know I mean? You can just throw it up. There are, there is a notch site on there, but even with the threaded barrel that does not have the notch site um, or the channel site on there, you can um, point shoot that gun on that steel target at 25 yards without any issues. You have to know what your gun is, what you're capable of as a shooter. Obviously, I mean, you know, are there more capable guns to reach out at that distance? Um, absolutely. But with very 
I would say with a very short learning curve, you can be very, very confident with putting effective rounds on target at three to seven yards without an issue. Um, so right. it, it's, it's very much, um, there are channel sites built into the non-threaded lifeguard that you can get used to and you can use. Um, but more of it's going to be getting used to the, you know, not point shooting it, but, um, getting used to how you're going to handle that gun and point that gun. But it's, uh, people are always it's, shocked at shoots. Yeah. It's going to be practice, right? And I mean, you should be doing that regardless of what you carry. Um, I think that, that you also got to add in the factor of the ammo that you're using, you know, you're going to need to make sure of, you know, uh, what that ammo is, is doing. That's going to affect it, of course. Um, and then, you know, I think the elephant in the room are the one thing that, that people want to gloss over when you're talking about that three to seven yard range, people don't realize how close that is. Right. And it's like with anything you're carrying, I don't care what you're carrying. It's pretty much point shooting at that range. Like you're not going to have time to pick up and aim sights and it's, you're not going to have that. Right. Uh, it's pull it out and go to work. Yeah. When we talk about, um, old school mentalities or old school drills, like the truly drill, you know, um, what anything within 26 feet, um, you know, you're looking at sub two seconds really for you to put rounds on target effectively. Now keep in mind, this is a single shot 22. So you're not going to be getting multiple rounds or getting reloads in there, um, you know, within that 26 foot range. But, um, yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, people can cover that distance very quickly. So you've got to be very careful with your, with your shot placement. Um, and you, you know, you just got to be responsible with knowing the capability of what you're carrying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It practiced. I mean, the draw is going to be a, a big thing because you're talking about having to draw unfold cock fire. Um, are you seeing people do that in, in really fast times? Are there people out there? I haven't really per perused the internet to see, you know, fast draw competitions with the lifeguard, but you got to think there's people out there playing around with that, that are really good at it. Oh yeah. If you catch us at, at one of the shoots that we go to, you know, we go to various shoots around the country, um, throughout the year. Um, you know, we absolutely will, we'll set it up to where we can put a lifeguard on a table and say, all right, unfold it, cock it, put around on target, and we'll time you in. If you do it in an impressive time, then we'll we'll give you something for it. And uh, yeah, we have a lot of fun with it to try to make sure that people know, hey, you know, if you need to in a pinch, you can put rounds on target pretty quickly with it. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, everything kind of slows down when you're in that that scenario anyway. Um, I remember back early earlier in the year, uh, shooting sports showcase in Talladega. Yeah. Um, we were just playing around uh and spencer was nailing the crap out of it but he was nailing um uh, i don't know six eight inch something a uh, piece of steel at 50 yards with the thing just right as fast as he could load one in and shoot it and i'm like okay i don't want to mess with spencer in the in the life card he's he's got a little bit too much time on it he's uh he's good but you know um yeah i think for you know it it's one of them things to where uh you know, I say this all the time about the lifeguard. Is it innovative? Yes. Is it well-built? Yes. Uh, is it fun? Yes. Um, you know, is it right for your self-defense needs? Eh, that depends. But, right. you know, all of the other yeses, all of those other boxes being checked, you know, it's like, why not? I mean, add it to the lineup, have one around. Um, it just, it doesn't make any sense to me not to, it's, it's, it's nothing else. It's something else cool to play with. And I can't tell you the number of people 
that have seen mine. Of course, I've you know it's unloaded, and I'll just hand it to them and I'll go, "What do you think about this?" And it takes them a minute to realize, "Holy crap, this is a gun!" <laughs> like, right. yeah, it is. And they're like, "Wow, that's I've never seen anything like that. It's awesome," you know. Um, yeah. And that new threaded barrel version, um, when people put a can on it and shoot, you know, some of those subsonic loads through it, it, it's, it's not for anything other than just being a really fun range toy. And we went to a big industry event recently, like a big industry shoot. And a lot of people came to us and said, man, there's full auto belt fed guns here. There's 50 cals out here. There's all types of guns that you can shoot, um, out here and, a lot of people said our gun was the most fun to shoot because it's, you know, especially once you put a suppressor on it, it's silly quiet, almost movie quiet. And, uh, and people just have a blast shooting that. Yeah. It's, I mean, all you've got is the, you know, is, is that firing pins, that pin dropping. That's literally right. all you've got as far as noise on it. If you're shooting subsonic anyway, ammunition right. and out of that barrel size, most stuff's going to be subsonic anyway. Exactly. Uh, that's what a lot of people, a lot of people don't realize. So, um, yeah, let's move on and let's, let's talk a little bit about the pivot because the pivot is interesting. It's intriguing. It's awesome. Uh, PCCs are a huge thing right now and have been for, you know, the last couple of years or so. Um, I think we've covered, you know, most of the basics of the pivot, um, I guess since, Answer two questions for me and then kind of roll with it where you want to go. But uh, since earlier in the year, let's say spring, just before the summer, um, has any changes been made to the design, anything like that, you know, went on? Uh, and what does the commercial release, uh, what's the availability and all looking like at this point? Sure. So um, no significant changes. There may have been, hey, uh, you know, like a, a hardness change on a part here or a little redesigned to how something's put together but in terms of major changes to the pivot no there there have not been um and that's actually been in testing and development the the amount of testing we're putting into those guns it's uh we thought it was below industry standards and then when we started talking to big consultants and talking to other companies we're way above and beyond what is industry standard for the testing we're doing which we're fine with because we want our guns to be able to perform a, as hard as possible in any condition um for a lifetime and we'll go into that a, a little bit later as to the the demand and the kind of the the unreal expectations that uh, that we have to stick to as an industry. But it's the it's what the industry expects, so we have to s stick with it. Um, but it is available now. We are shipping the pivot rifle now, and uh, you can find nice. some. You can find them. Uh, some of them available. I mean, it's pretty limited availability. They're getting uh, eaten up pretty pretty quickly. Um, but there imagine, are ways that man. you can. There are ways you can go out there and uh, look for it. You're right. PCCs, you know, one thing you mentioned is PCCs are blowing up and they're really popular right now. Um, one of the big things is that PCCs, um, AR style pistols, all of those super compact guns that use a brace style mechanism on it um, or a brace style support on it. Those are all extremely popular right now. Um, what we're all kind of holding our breath for and, and trying to figure out what's going on is, you know, what ruling may or may not come out in a, about a month from now. And that's what we're all trying to figure out what's going on. One of the neat things about the pivot is that it is completely exempt from all NFA yep. rules. And it's, com you know, it's completely exempt from any pistol brace rulings that might come out. Um, so it is a full 16 inch gun. 
Um, for those of you who don't know, it's a full 16 inch gun that when folded is just over 20 inches. It's a direct blowback nine millimeter design that takes Glock style magazines. And, um, and it's, you know, what we think for that category, there's a few guns that really compete in that category. And we feel it's one of the best made, if not the best made of those. It's also the most expensive of them, but it competes in the same category as like a Keltec sub 2000 or a Ruger PC carbine that takedown model. Um, anything like that, that can kind of fit into a backpack, but with the sub 2000, you know, Keltec specifically designs their guns to hit a certain price point. Um, and so they use materials and designs in a manner that allows them to do that. And then with the PC carbine, you know, it, yes, it does compete with that, but, um, you know, the, again, Ruger tries to hit a very specific price point with that. So it is a premium price pointed gun. Um, but if you feel it, use it actually um, take the opportunity to experience it. Um, a lot of people say, wow, this is a lot of gun for the money. Yeah, it really is. It's, um, you know, I don't know. I mean, to try to compare it to the to the Ruger takedown, the, the problem with the Ruger takedown is you've got two separate pieces, right? right. So you've got right. to make those up. You've got, And you can get good at that, don't get me wrong. But that's a lot different than one piece. I would liken it more to, I guess, the Sub-2000 where, you know, the sub 2000 just basically breaks in half. Um, what's interesting about the pivot is it doesn't break in half. It swivels in half, and then right. the stock also collapses, and the mag stores in the stock, and the it's like it's such a small package. Um, and you know, your overall, optic is right there. It, it's not like the sub 2000 where your top rail is folding into itself. Um, you know, that optic stays you know, attached to your barrel on that receiver. Um, so your repeatability on zero is immediately um, there and it's it's very fast to deploy. Yeah, and with the Sub-2000, I can tell you from, at least from my experience, um, yeah, if you're not running an optic, good luck. The sights suck on the Sub-2000. They're plastic, they move, they warp, they... Oh, they're horrible. <laughs> they're horrible. But it's a but it's a really neat design, right? And that opened up, you know. I mean, everybody. I mean, when that design came out, there was when nothing it came really, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mine, um, I got at a friends of the NRA banquet. I won it. Cost me twenty bucks. I won that thing, uh, and I won one in a forty. And then it was probably a year or two later because I don't like a forty. And a year or two later, uh, I just happened across a guy, and we had was having a conversation, and they popped up in conversation. And he said, "Yeah, he said I've got the nine millimeter. I wish I had a 40. And I'm like, "Hey, uh, bingo! Meet me back. Meet me back here tomorrow at the same time, and uh, we can make this happen." <laughs> you know, um, I love that. So, um, but yeah, at the time. Um, I did not, I was like, what in the world is this? He's like, oh, you know, so-and-so, they called my number and, you know, I went up there and they handed it to me and I, I was like, what in the world? What, what? It's kind of like the pivot. I'd have been the same way to pivot had I not seen it or known anything about it. Um, what was cool about the pivot is, um, I'd seen that in an email, I think, prior to this last shot show, the, the, uh, shot show back in January. And as soon as I seen it in an email, I'm like, okay, I got to get downstairs at shot. I've got to go. I've got to go see Aaron and Spencer. I got to go check this thing out. Um, and I was, I was blown away. Um, and then they said, um, you know, a few months later, 
uh, shooting sports showcase in Talladega was happening. And they said, uh, um, I said, well, I want to be the first one to shoot it. And they're like, or maybe they said that they were like, Oh, you could be the first one to shoot it outside the factory. And I'm like, okay, that's, that's happening. So I made sure I got back to the range. First thing in the morning was the first one there in the bay. Um, and I went back to it and shot it multiple times throughout the day, uh, as much as I could. It rained off and on that day, but, um, yeah, it's phenomenal. It, it, it's, as far as the, we talked about the materials, the, the workmanship, the detail, the fit, everything with the life card. Imagine that on a blown up scale. And that's the pivot. I mean, it, it's, right. it's got all of those machining manufacturing characteristics just on a much larger and more complex scale. And when you think about that, it's like, wow, it's crazy that you guys were able to accomplish something like this. It really is. And it was not an easy task. It takes a ton of engineering. There's, um, of all the parts that are on a pivot, there's only three of them that are not proprietary. Three of them that we can source from pre-existing gun designs or gun manufacturers. And it uses a Glock Gen 4 style mag release, a Glock Gen 4 style mag release spring. And then um, it's a tapered barrel. So we include from Q a flat shoulder taper adapter on all of the barrels. So that flat shoulder taper adapter from Q, the mag release and the mag release spring. Those are the only three non-proprietary parts. Everything else is designed, engineered, manufactured, you know, by us. And it, it's a, it was a huge task for a company of our size to take on. And the fact that we were able to do it and do it successfully, and now we're shipping them is huge. Right. Right. Um, now, as far as the manufacturing facility and order fulfillment and that sort of stuff, about how many are y'all able to get out in a day of the pivots? So it's it's tough right now. We're still in our ramp up period, um, mm -hmm. but I, I don't know that we'll be producing. I don't know that we'll be able to produce um, enough. I mean, we we won't be able to produce enough for our demand for next year. Well, well, I um, guess but, where do you? What is your goal? I mean, what do you? Where do you want to be? I guess would be a better better way to ask that question. You know, I mean, ideally, if we can produce up to two thousand a month, that would be fantastic. But I, I don't know that we'll be able to get there even next year, um, even with us ramping up production capacity and everything. Um, but that's, you know, when you think about it, it sounds for some people it might sound like a lot, but um, that's really the that's what some companies are doing almost in a day for, for <laughs> right. some of their products. Yeah. You know I mean like, right. um, but yeah. there are, there are some of these companies that are doing, you know, a thousand, a thousand units a day, um, in some of their product lines. So it's, it's crazy. Some of the volume that happens in our industry, but, um, but yeah, so we're hoping to get to about 2000 per month would be a goal and I doubt we'll get mm -hmm. there next year. So it, it'll be really hard to get these for a while. Well, but there's also some stuff I, you know, I know quite a few uh, companies, especially that, that, uh, import things, you know, that are only getting in since pretty hot in demand stuff too. And they're only getting in like 500 a month into the right. country. You know what I mean? So, you know, to be able to even get a thousand crank out a thousand is pretty good. I mean, you're, you're getting more out there in the, uh, in the marketplace than a lot of these more established companies are able to bring stuff in. So, uh, and you're doing it with a, with a, with a, you know, I don't want to call it a niche product. Maybe one day it's not a niche product, but right. it, it kind of is. It's kind of like the lifeguard in that it's, it's niche, but that's one of the awesome things about trailblazer and, and what you guys have done and, and are doing. It's like, you're not, you know, 
and there's nothing wrong. I don't have a problem with a company going, okay, let's take a, you know, let's take a proven design Glock, right? And let's do our own version and spin on it. It's like, okay, I get it. I, I get why you would do that. Aftermarket support is enormous, right? Um, a lot of people just don't like Glock as a company or the name or whatever. So you've got that little section of the market. A lot of people buy Glocks at the higher price point and then spend a whole bunch of money accessorizing anyway. So why not offer them something a little bit cheaper or maybe something that already has those options built into it at that lower price point. I get it. Um, but you guys aren't you're like, nah, we're going to, we're going to design something from the ground up, you know, completely and go through all the, the pains and everything else. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a, it was a big task to, to undertake and we're very fortunate and, and you're right. Not only are we um, doing it at a volume that is, you know, hopefully we'll get it to where it's a pretty decent volume. Our biggest thing is, is that quality control is a huge thing for us. So um, you know, can we just get a lot of these? Can we just up our manufacturing? Can we just up all the quantities that we're making? Sure. Everybody can. Um, it's a matter of making sure that we have the infrastructure to make sure that it's done in a super consistent and quality manner. Right. Uh, Ron Wayne out there. We overlooked this. We didn't really talk about it, but he says, what's the weight of the life card? Seven ounces. That's unloaded, right? Unloaded without the three extra rounds in the that sounds right. Yeah. Seven ounces <laughs> unloaded. I was just about to look it up. I almost grabbed, uh, my phone. So, um, I, in the, the next question is, is it about the same weight, um, as a Leatherman multi-tool Leatherman makes a whole bunch of those different multi-tools and, depends, uh, yeah. yeah. So the, the weight, you know, again, um, a little under half a pound. Um, but the size it's, uh, if you have a Ridge wallet, um, or if you were to just take about I think it's uh six credit cards or something and stack them up that would be about the the depth of it you know or like the how thick it is um, but it's the size of a credit card it will fit inside of a altoids tin and i didn't um, think about that but you're right it will yeah yeah and that's what it was actually originally designed for um so when a lot of people say oh well the you know the north american arms mini revolvers are you know, it's a, it's a smaller gun. Well, not, not technically, there's a lot of different ways where we can make it, uh, where we can make the argument that it's, it's actually smaller, significantly smaller than an NAA mini revolver. Right. Um, yeah, it's thinner. That's for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, but they're two different animals anyway. Very, so. yeah, very much two different um, animals. Yeah. G webs answered that. He said uh half inch thick, uh, and seven ounces. So, yep, that is, uh, that's it. And, you know, I would say that, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be lighter weight than some Letterman's, um, maybe a little bit heavier than others, but you know, ha less than a half ounce is not a lot, um, or less than a half ounce, less than a half pound. Um, I've got a, what is it? The real avid gun tool max multi-tool. And I oh, tell yeah. you this, the life card is considerably lighter weight than that multi-tool. Yeah. That's a heavy multi-tool. So, um, yeah, it's one of the things, like I said, Ron, uh, uh, yeah, it's one of the things that I carried around in my pocket the, the rest of the day, one day, all day long. And I didn't even realize, but thank God it didn't go anywhere right. that you're not supposed to carry a firearm. Um, but I carried around all day and I did not realize it was in my pocket. Uh, in some ways that can be dangerous. 
we don't, we yeah. don't want that. But it wasn't loaded. Obviously, I you know was out on the range, and you know I made sure everything was unloaded and, and everything else before I started packing things up. So, uh, you know, that was the good thing. Um, talking about the dimensions and everything on the lifeguard, that's something that's an impressive about too about the uh, about the pivot is you talked right. about you know once it's swiveled, once it's collapsed, you know that really short uh, overall length. But the width, uh, basically a G17, Glock 17 width or so? Yep, uh, yeah, G17, G19. At no point is it wider than a Glock 19 at any point throughout that gun. So, um, And obviously that's with the charging handle locked to the rear in the 12 o'clock position. Um, you know, when you do your little HK slap on that charging handle, it'll go out to kind of a 45 degree angle non-reciprocating charging handle that goes out in front of you so it's actually a really good place to place your thumb for uh for forward leverage and downward leverage but um yes but when that charging handle is locked to the rear at no point is that gun thicker than a glock 19 so it's extremely light you know it's about five pounds extremely light extremely um fast and very thin very short when it's folded um it'll fit we make a custom backpack for it from uh, that we did a collaboration with Savior Equipment. Savior, yeah. Yeah, and Savior makes really good stuff for the money. You know, um, they make fantastic yes. stuff for the money. So um, they do. They did a great job on that collaboration bag with us, and we're, we're really happy with it. Yeah, Savior, uh, by the way, uh, for those that, uh, that aren't aware, spoke at a little bit of the podcast at the front about the uh, – the stickers and the sweepstakes prize package that go along with those clovertech.com slash shot 2023 a savior range bag actually is in that prize package so uh yeah familiar with savior definitely good stuff and i've seen i don't know if back in when was that march i guess is it the same bag that you guys had back in march or did they you may have seen that up? You, yeah. you may have seen that in March at the Poma event. They but, were um, they were just starting to to. It hadn't been very long that they had, they had had a prototype and and even not only that but the packaging and I, holy crap I can't remember I can't believe I didn't talk about this the packaging of the Trailblazer stuff I seen the the box that the Trailblazer comes in of course I've got the box that the that the lifeguard comes in the packaging is amazing. Because it's like, it's an exploded view, like all the parts and everything is literally on the box you get. And it's like, right. you know, you don't have to break into a manual or anything else. Like when you go to the gun shop, you buy it, you take it home, you pick it up, you take it home. It's all right there, which is, which is really cool. I'm like, I, I don't know if any other company has ever done that. I, I can say that I don't think I've ever seen uh, another company that's done that. But I like that approach to the packaging. It's really cool. So Spencer and Jake are the guys on our creative team and they do, they do such impressive work. I'm so happy with everything that they do. And you're right. The packaging is one of the first things that really led me to, uh, you know, to really re fall in love with that company and everything they're doing. Everything's really well thought out and you'll see there's little hidden messages also inside of the packaging. So if you get one of our guns and get the packaging, don't feel bad about tearing apart that cardboard and seeing where we got little messages hidden, uh, throughout that. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, yeah. Check in. Don't see if you got questions. We've got a few minutes left. Throw them out there. Um, yeah. Let's talk about, you know, moving forward. Uh, is there anything news or anything coming down the line? I know you guys have you know, been trying to get the pivots and get them cranked out. Is there anything you can talk about? Um, 
previews for SHOT Show, something that's in the works. I don't want to spill any beans, but uh, anything you could talk about anyway. Absolutely. So there's a, a couple things, um, you know, not just with the Pivot being a brand new product, but the Threaded Barrel Lifeguard, um, we're going to be offering that in um, aluminum threaded barrel, aluminum grip threaded barrel, um, in the polymer grip threaded barrel, and then just the threaded barrel by itself. So if you have an existing lifeguard, current gen lifeguard, that's in 22 mag or 22 long rifle, super easy to swap out your barrel. So you have a really nice, light, quiet suppressor host. Um, it's just one screw that comes out and one screw that goes in. No Loctite, no washer, no nothing. I mean, it's very simple, which is uh, one Allen key. It comes out, goes right back in, you swap out your barrel. Um, so those are available. And, um, and then also, you know, to answer a little without me getting in too much trouble with the company, I'll tell you, <laughs> our, uh, right, right. you know, um, if you notice on the pivot, when you guys, uh, guys and gals actually get a chance to handle that, you'll notice that the stock is, um, you know, it's a, it's a injection molded polymer piece. And then also that grip module is an injection molded polymer piece. And that's designed on purpose like that. Um, one to save weight, but also it's modular. So. Um, right. we will have it to where, you know, look for other magazines to be accepted into that stock and that grip module. Um, and then maybe in the future, other calibers, but I'm not even going to go into that because Aaron will, uh, right. Aaron will fire me if I talk about too much. We talked about that a little bit with Spencer. I'm like, well, I, first of all, I'm like, okay, we need a trailblazer firearm shotgun. I mean, we, we've got to have that. Right. We've got to have that. Um, uh, and then we definitely need like the 10 millimeter pivot. Uh, but the thing is, here's the thing is that the, the pivots was sort of designed around the nine millimeters. So, you know, to go different calibers, I know we've had that question a lot uh, when we've talked about Trailblazer. And it's like, yeah, you kind of have to go back and redesign a lot of things. The, the cold caliber thing is not as simple as just, you know, let's change the barrel in the chamber. It's like, and there's all kinds of other dimensions from the, like you talked about the dimensions on the magazine to, you know, the thickness of the material. And then you start getting into, okay, well, if we do this caliber, how's that going to change the design? Do we've got a pivot right. that's twice as thick as what it is now? Cause that right. kind of defeats the purpose of the whole minimalist aspect of it. If you're able to do that. A hundred percent. And with it being a direct blowback design, believe it or not, you know, the amount of mass, the amount of uh, spring tension, everything that you have for you to pull off a 10 millimeter in that it's actually a ton, it, you know, it's a pretty big undertaking to re-engineer that. Um, but we're always trying to push the limits. We're always trying to, you know, create the new next best thing. So, um, don't, you know, of all the companies that are out there, we're not shy to try. So definitely look for us to try that. Um, right. There are a couple questions that just came up. Um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna hit them. G Webs, uh, he says the life card comes in seven colors. And so, is there a most popular one? So that's a good one. So by mine's, far, um, mine's the the I think. Yeah, by far the most popular is black. Right? I mean, that's what we sell the most of. Um, the the Barrett bronze is is uh, or the Barrett brown is extremely you know popular with a lot of folks. But um, you know, I think I believe that it's uh, just the McMillan 10 and the the gray, which we call like concrete, um, those tend to be, those are, are, are number two and three right behind black um, is tan and gray, which is not a, a shocker for uh, for anybody. Right, right. And then black is one of them things that just, I mean, I get it. I get it. Um, you ever have anybody wanting one in the raw? 
Uh, you know what? Um, look for a collaboration we're going to be doing with a really popular brand that it's not going to be quite in the raw. You know, we, we try to make sure everything's coded to uh, give true corrosion resistance, but it will. Ah, uh, true. Yeah. But but definitely look out for that because we'll have something right. neat coming out that that you'll like that will appear yeah. to be a different color. That could be interesting. Uh, was asking about 22 short. He says, uh, do you guys ever do any, any, uh, runoff limited runs, uh, doing a uh, 22 short barrel for the life card? That's interesting. So, uh, I'll tell you, we shoot, um, 22 long rifle, 22 long and 22 short through our, um, 22 long rifle life cards and they perform beautifully. Um, uh, CCI makes a load called the CB long and CB short. And, uh, essentially that's just, it's really just firing with, I think, just the primer. And uh, it's extremely quiet. Putting that through the threaded barrel life card is, it's one of the most fun things you can do. So um, I don't know if we'll do a dedicated 22 short because we feel pretty confident and pretty safe with our guns that we run at the factory with pretty high volume. We run 22 right. long and 22 short through it, no problem. I would always just run like a chamber brush through there to make sure that it's clean so you don't have any... Um, fouling that's building up inside of your chamber um for the right. difference between 22 short and 22 long rifle the difference in that case length but otherwise yeah i, I think you're 100 percent fine to just run 22 long 22 short or 22 long rifle through those standard barrels yeah i would tend to i would tend to agree with that so um yeah we're up at the top of the hour uh let's hit on real quick uh, before we get out of here uh talked about it a little bit a second ago but january shot show 2023 coming up uh, you guys going to be there again this year? Yes, absolutely. We will uh, be in the basement. I don't know our booth number off the top of our head, but we will have that posted all over our social media um, leading up to shot. Is it the same place? Yes, I believe we'll be in the exact same place. The same one. Okay. Yeah, you guys were like around the going to the downstairs, take a right, got to go back around that dog leg, and you're over there. I think you were over there. Just before you get to the food court, I think. Exactly. If I recall. If I recall. That's exactly right. <laughs> so, uh, it's been a while. It's been a while, but uh, if I recall. So, uh, yeah, that's awesome. So, looking forward uh, to that for sure. Um, yeah, before we get out of here, have we have we missed anything, Ron? Have we overlooked uh, anything? Is there anything we forgot? No. So, if you want to find out more about Trailblazer Firearms, um, you can go to our website, trailblazerfirearms.com, or on all social media platforms, we're at trailblazer firearms awesome well thanks for uh thanks for hanging out ron thanks for the conversation appreciate it look forward to seeing you in january of course uh Absolutely. Along with, thanks uh, for having spencer, me spencer and aaron i guess spencer and aaron they making the trip too they will be yeah there will be about four or five of us out there at shot so nice we look forward to, to spending some time with you yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, jump over here real quick. Uh, just to say thanks for uh, hanging out. If you went an iron, what is it, two minutes now in replay world? We appreciate you because you didn't have to do that for sure. Uh, for those that were live, all the questions, everything else, thank you for that. Shout out to the Patreon patrons, the YouTube channel members. Don't forget those uh, stickers. Uh, each sticker gets you an entry into the sweepstakes, a $1,600 plus prize, if I can speak, $1,600 plus prize package. There we go. Five stickers get you an extra entry. Uh, Clovertack.com slash shot 
2023. It's down below for those in the uh, visual world, and there'll be a link down below in the audio podcast world. So just jump down there. Um, don't forget about Firearms Radio Network, firearmsradio.net, all kinds of cool podcasts. Proud to be a member with uh, those guys. And uh, yeah, Trailblazer Firearms, go check them out. And again, on that live card, I do believe there's a code CloverTech that will save you 10%. If you want to give that life card a try, and I highly suggest that you do, uh, that's going to do it for this one. Tomorrow, we've got MTM Case Guard. This weekend, we are hanging out at the largest gun show in the world, the Wanamaker Tulsa Arms Show. So be following on the uh, YouTube community tab and, of course, Instagram uh, for stuff coming out of there. going to be real hard to get videos up being there, but uh, we'll get some content out for sure. Uh, That's going to do it for this one. Until next time, don't forget to chain fire freedom. We appreciate the Patreon patrons and YouTube channel members who keep these podcasts going. If you're looking for cool stickers, patches, and other gear, be sure to check out CloverTac.com. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the CloverTac Podcast.